0: Welcome back everyone to our next episode of the Verse Pod. We are joined by our special guest today, John Gillen. John was a guard at Colorado State as well as Jack and I's native Syracuse. Uh, he now plays overseas uh, and, and we're gonna talk to him a, a lot about his experience you know, in college, uh, and, and and everything about what happens to you know make up a, an, a professional basketball player so thank you for joining us john a lot of our viewers will remember uh, some big moments you gave uh, you gave syracuse in your your season there uh, and of course you know we're excited to see what you're we'll putting on today and still doing um, so thank you for uh, joining us
1: thanks for having me man i was excited to come.
0: Definitely. So, John, we know that you like uh, sports. You've played sports your whole life, but you like the sports bet as well. So, that makes mm-hmm. for a good content podcast for us because that's what we do. That's what we talk about. We talk about yeah. odds. We talk about how stupid the public is. Uh, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> so we easily get-
1: manipulated.
0: Exactly. So, yes, let's just start it off talking about Syracuse. So, John, you came to Syracuse uh, as a grad transfer. Uh, and in your one year there, um, can you just tell us a little bit what it was like to play under Jim Boeheim and and, and for Syracuse, especially, you know, having seen that uh, from, you know, playing for another school as well, seeing it from the outside and the inside. Uh, just take us through a little bit about that.
1: Um, it's definitely a special experience. Um, just growing up, I always wanted to be an ACC guard, um, those are like, in, in my opinion, like you don't even like when you're growing up, sometimes you don't even think about playing in the NBA. It's just like, I want to go to division one. I, I want to go to division one. Mm-hmm. You see all the best guards that you can remember played in the ACC. Yeah. They led their team. And I was like, man, I mean, it sounded crazy. Like when I was in high school and like I was lowly recruited, but I was like, I can do that. I always thought I could do that. I was like, I, I got to, if before I die, I got to do something like that. So it was definitely a special experience playing for arguably the best college coach of all time, just getting to learn from him. Um, and side so note, most winning is coach.
0: Yeah.
1: I know, you know, they try to.
0: They try to take it away. They
1: try to take it from him, but most he he earned it most winningest coach college in college basketball history. Um, there's there's nothing like it, man. There's no words to describe how lucky I was to be able to
0: do that. Absolutely. It's really sad to see the games now with no fans in the Dome um, because, you know, that's just like sort of our our baseline is that roaring orange crowd, and it's it's weird. You feed that. off of that. Exactly. You feed
1: off of that. I can remember games like we're playing against – You saw, I mean, I I don't need to go through all the teams, but the ACC was packed the year I was there with a lot of talent. And I don't think we have the same record without the fans, just because they give you that energy boost. Like, you get endorphin releases, you get adrenaline pumping, just from you hit a shot, you just hear them going crazy, and it's just like you can't let all these people down. Like, they're really behind you, supporting you. They feel like they're in the game, too. So, yeah,
2: especially honestly, ones. comparing how what it's like playing with obviously the fans in the crowd, so without fans, is it literally just a completely different game out there?
1: <laughs> it's totally different, man. You don't get like I know. Let's say you're uh, a little tired. Let's say you're a little uh, banged up. That adrenaline you get from being in that game environment kind of masks that pain exactly and it, it makes you move faster and makes you, it, it's just a different feeling and when you don't have the fans it doesn't feel like a real game you don't get some of those same feelings that you get before
0: I I have a question on that do you feel like the fans bring an element that makes it you know you're more scared of performing bad because there's fans or you're more excited to perform well because there's fans do you feel like it's a downward pressure or an upward pressure
1: um i i never really was worried about playing bad. Mm-hmm. Like when I was playing, I don't think a lot of people are, are worried about that. Just that extra element of having the fans is is fun.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: that's like, when you think of basketball, it's like, all right, you go on offense, you go on defense, you dribble, you shoot. Like those are all aspects of basketball, like in a game. Fans are an aspect of basketball, in my opinion. It's just like your environment definitely matters. Like you can't hear, like you're you don't get that home, same home court advantage.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like the the when you're going into certain places. I remember, sorry to go off of Syracuse. I remember I was playing at Colorado State.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, we went to the pit. That's in New Mexico. They they go crazy down there, like crazy. I couldn't even call the play because it was so loud. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was so loud that you can't even call it. So that that matters. Like, you have a home court advantage. You know what it's I mean? Crazy. So it, it is different.
2: It's crazy having that element right now, just completely out of the game. And it's really, like, as you went into it, completely changes the game. But right. I'm interested to hear, John, like, when you were playing at Little Rock in Colorado State, did you always have that goal in mind to eventually transfer the ACC? um
1: I knew I wanted to play high major like I knew I wanted to go to a high major school I didn't know if the ACC was even possible for me like I I was I was shocked with the amount of offers that I got after I left Colorado State I only had one maybe two high major offers when I left Little Rock got average double digits as a freshman so that's that's solid they think they can develop so I, I had a 10 to 12 offers, probably. Uh, I was close to going to AM, but they were like slow offering me. And then actually, the day they offered me, I committed to Colorado State that day. Before. Like, I literally committed oh. to Colorado State. 10 minutes later, AM called me. It
2: oh, no. was
1: like, all right, we finally had, they didn't know I even came out. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Because I really wanted to go to AM because it's an hour from my house in Houston. So, okay. Um, but when I left Colorado State, graduated, I had a solid year. I, I did really well at the end. Everyone was calling. Like, it was crazy. Like, I didn't think I would have that many options. So it kind of changed my perspective. And then when my dad told me, Coach Beheim called, he was like, John, you'll never guess who I just talked to. I was
2: like,
1: <laughs> I was like who? Because they they talked to him before me. <laughs> and they were like, I just talked to Coach Behan. I was like, for what? <laughs> and then he was like, they they like you, they want you to come on a visit. I was like, wow, in the back of my head, I was like, I gotta go there. Like that, like that's it. Like I only visited Syracuse and I committed.
2: Can you talk about what it was like living on campus and just your experience in Syracuse?
1: Man, campus, it was it was fun, man. Like it, it was fun. Uh, Just like the, I lived right. I lived at a Park Point. Yeah, that was a good spot. Yeah, that's a great spot, man. So I was right. I was right by Marshall Street. Like I was right by the frat houses, walking by. So that environment was just really cool to me because I never really went to a school that had that much school spirit. Colorado State had a decent school spirit. It wasn't anything crazy. Little Rock had none. (laughs) <laughs> not at all like um awesome. so it was cool man I'll never forget like I don't really talk about the dude game a lot but like I remember the environment driving to the game was crazy it was like you know it gets cold it gets cold so but that day it was like it was the perfect day it was like 65 degrees sunny you see nothing but parties everywhere, people driving around everywhere. I was like,
0: and it's not wow. just the students, it's the the you know the people of Syracuse are just go throwing ragers in the street for the game. Oh and
1: yeah, they were going crazy. I was like, man, <laughs> this is this is wild. But yeah. my last thing, my one problem with Syracuse fans is like, it seems as if like they're going that crazy because Duke came into town. It's like they care about Duke more than us.
0: Yeah, I I do feel like there's a just from having been one of the people that was like, you know, I cared about the games, but I was spent a lot of time at the tailgates and not know so much in the stands. Like a lot of those girls have no idea <laughs> the game starts or ends, and it's like it's like ridiculous. They're like, who are we playing? And it's like it's it's Some of it is is fake school spirit. We will get. Oh yeah. Them-
1: it is. It's the nostalgia behind it, and
0: like
1: people not even knowing my name. Like I, I'd have like girls coming up to me, like, "Oh, you're a buzzer boy." I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm like, all
0: right. Let's talk a little bit about All Star snubs because the game is this weekend, and Trey Young is not going to be there. So, John, as a point guard, I mean, Trey Young's doing some crazy stuff. I get the team isn't doing, you know the best and they spent a lot of money this summer but is it is it justifiable that he's not an all-star this year there could
1: be there the form there could be a better formula to put you in like a better criteria it's like they harp on something new just like how they harp on something new for Syracuse to make the tournament every year it's like all right well this year this person didn't do this but is it just contradicting because then you'll have someone else that's not doing great or is in the same situation as you. So it's really tricky. I don't really think there should be a fan vote because the, just think about it like this, the common person is a casual.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. 95% of people don't know anything about basketball at all. At all.
0: And most so of them how are...
1: can we give those people a vote? Like they're voting for their favorite person or what they identify with instead of who's the most effective like they don't they don't even know that
0: do you think a player vote would be a player and coach only a
1: a player vote would be better because those the players understand basketball more
0: Mm. like
1: James Harden's not even starting
0: yeah
2: that's
1: in an all-star game that's unacceptable
0: Do you think you should be starting over Bradfield Brad Beal's putting up about 34 and a half a game on a losing team. He missed the all-star game entirely last year as a 30 point per game average snub. So it's, I do think he absolutely should be an all-star, but yeah, if anyone's going to swap out the starting lineup, it's, it's probably him and Harden.
1: James Harden is leading the league in assists by far on the best team in the East right now.
0: I saw a nope. ridiculous graphic that he's already second all time in franchise triple doubles for the Nets. And he's played 22 games.
1: <laughs> he's, he's you can, no one can tell me he's not top five in the NBA. Like I, I, I understand that he might not be, be people's favorite, but just like effectiveness. And then like, like, so if I were to go to somebody and be like, all right, James Harden is, Top five in the NBA. I mean, it's very debatable, I guess, is what you like. Like I can't say that for sure, but that's what I think. They would say, Oh, he doesn't play defense. A casual thing to say. Then his his defensive numbers are crazy. Like you're not scoring to him on ISO possessions. Post, he almost steals it every time. He's sixth in the league in deflections. He was last year, he was second in the league in steals. And then he's the best scorer like yeah. you can't stop him, and he's the best passer
0: jack and i go back and forth a little on this i think james is probably james harden is probably the best offensive player like of the generation Always i agree player just like in terms of as you're saying you're creating shots making shots being unguardable i i just he is a all-in-one package and you're right his his defensive stats you can't make up second in the league in steals that's not a fake stat like that well if you're His of-
1: effort isn't there all the time.
0: That's- I,
1: you know, I have to be objective. That, that's how I am. Like we haven't had a lot of debates. Like even if a point might not go with my argument, I still have to say it. He yeah. doesn't give effort all the time, so it looks bad. Yeah. He's built a stigma, so that that's what people go with. But
2: John, that's my argument. I say that Harden is one hundred percent the best scorer of this generation, and him not giving his effort at all times brings a losing culture to every organization that he goes to. And what is, like, what
1: is a lose? What's a losing? He, he's, he's, he's the only person in the past eight years in the West to get, make the playoffs every year.
2: And he's, he's a winner in the playoffs and he's not, he's not hitting that next step. And I think that it can
1: his Chris team ball. is so bad.
0: He's a Chris Paul hamstring away from a finals win. We'll see what yeah. happens this year because I think this will. But listen, really- though,
1: what is what is our standard winning?
0: Yeah, Jack and I disagree on this because. But, I- but look, though, you're
1: playing against arguably the best team of all time. Like the Warriors with KD, like that's not even fair. But.
2: Also, I just don't think, I don't know if Kyrie, KD, and James Harden are going to be able to share the ball in the playoffs from time forward.
1: James Harden is a willing passer so I think that um
2: Are you guys calling for the ball with 20 seconds left on that team like that I, I mean
1: he he's deferred he's only averaging 25 points right now I think 25 and 11 so he know he knows he has to be the one to pass like Kyrie's not gonna do it KD doesn't have the IQ and playmaking and you know, passing ability to Harden. So he's taking that role as the point guard on that team. So, like, I think he'll go a game, score 20, get 15 assists, or he just had 30, 15, and 40. Like, he knows what to do.
2: So, so let me, overall, you think that Harden should be starting over Beal in the All-Star game?
1: He's arguably the best player, man. Like, he, I I think the way he left things with the right, that hurt me. I'm from Houston. You know, I... Living yeah. lived in Houston my whole life. Like was that sucks. Like, in we're we're missing Harden. Rockets have lost twelve games in
0: a row.
2: Yeah, it's not they look good at first. They looked really good at first without
0: him. They gotta they gotta ship Oladipo out, especially after he turned down the extension. They got yeah, a- they, something. Why would
1: you not take that? I don't understand
2: that. I, I honestly like that wall Ola Depot bogey combination, and then it looks like Obviously, what happened with Boogie? I don't
1: understand. Like, the Rockets I don't. Know don't why, him. why would you get rid of Boogie? Like, I get he won't roll to the basket, which is killing me.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Especially as a point guard. Like, it's tough playing with a big that pops every time. Like, it's tough. Like, it really is tough. Because you don't – if they switch the screen, you don't have an advantage. It, if he's going that. out. Like, my man switches on him. He has a small on him, but he's out at the three Got point the center,
0: line. Yeah,
1: it's, just, it's, it's just ridiculous.
0: ridiculous. I thought Wall and Boogie together, you know, just them being on the same team was enough to keep them together for at least the full season. I mean, the, that signing clean this summer seemed clear. Like, okay, they signed DeMarcus and then traded for Wall. You know, that's a fun combo. Uh, you know, there's some talent on that team. Christian Woods looking great.
2: Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, don't forget about Wood. He's been. I mean,
1: he's man, he, he he was at uh he was at UNLV when I was at Colorado State. I played him. Um, he was in our conference. Man, that guy's talented, man.
2: Talented.
1: He's talented. Like it's,
2: really so it's
1: crazy that he was in the G League. Like I think it's honestly like it it it, it shows how political basketball is. It, it showed, like it's sad. Like that shouldn't stuff like that should never happen. I don't care what they try to twist. Like he should have never been in the G League. I played him in the G League too. He got 40 every time.
0: So speaking of the G League, I think the NBA is really it, like they they think ahead better than a lot of the other leagues. And I think the G League Ignite team is really the future of, of, of for some kids, the future of pre-professional basketball. Which I mean, it is professional basketball, but as an alternative, I mean, we look at guys like Jalen Green uh, on the Ignite team. As someone who you know who played in the G League, what's your thoughts on that team, and uh, what do you think of it? You know, if you were if you were the in the position of someone considering you know a G League offer uh, to play with the Ignite team or going to a top school, you know, where would your decision making sort of factor in?
1: First of all, I want to say the NCAA is in trouble. Yes. People are just getting way past that prehistoric, old school. Amateur. You know, your education is enough. You guys make no money. We monopol- monopolize the whole system, and we make billions. Y'all make zero. It's just, it's just stupid. Like, I'm I'm looking back, and it. Mo- most basketball players including me at this point. Like, I mean, I have my master's degree, but I've never used a degree. I've never had a job. So, I mean, well, I need it later probably, but I mean, all the business ventures that I'm thinking of now, I I mean, I don't really need a degree, especially now, like you just have to be smarter and find a need, fill that need. Like, I mean, the world is changing. So, like, I think that the NCAA better hurry up and pay a lot or they're going to lose money. Yeah. There, but but if I could go back and if I wanted to have the longest, best basketball career, I would just go pro initially.
0: Mm-hmm. Right
1: like, if, if I had a son, I'm the son. Like, I saw how I performed in the G League. Like, I did pretty well. Like, I think that if I would have done that, I could be in the NBA right now. Yeah like I think that or not even even if I'm not in the NBA I'm further along well, like you, what are you going to college for like you and
2: you're, guys are realizing you,
1: you, Huh
2: guys are realizing that now and like you see what LaMelo's doing not playing in college and he's having it just just an easier into he's, he's making money before he even gets
0: there Do you think he's 19 will successfully implement sort of sort of what soccer soccer or minor league baseball have where they have farm programs and and players can be kept within an organization and developed for years. Because I do think the NBA is tented uh, in a way that said, you know, oh, you're not 18 or 19 coming out the draft. You are less valuable now, where those guys may have been uh, much better off playing either in the G League or in college for a couple of years than going to the draft. And, you know, we have examples of three or four year players that are, are tremendous right out the jump but do you think the G League's rise may reverse that culture a little bit and will we see like first round picks in the G League to start seasons maybe or, or probably not
1: um I, I don't know how how it will turn out I just think that the, like college basketball is not as good there's not a clear powerhouse anymore because you will have Jalen Green going to Kentucky you would have Jonathan Kamonga going to Duke. Like you would have, you know what I'm saying? Like all those kids would be going to a college program and that would make that team so much better. Mm -hmm. So now you'll see, well, it's two things. Now you see mid-major schools sticking in with high major schools and games because the talent level isn't much different. Like when I was at Syracuse, we never lost to it mid-major school ever ever like even like we did bad to start but a mid-major school we smacked them get get on to the next game I think half of that is the recruiters are getting lazy they're just they're not actually going out and finding kids they're just looking at lists like top 100 lists. there's a thousand kids how accurate is that list
2: well also like, you had these kids wanted to go to these schools and now you know you have to go after them more than you did in the past whereas it was more like they wanted to go to you so I mean the North Carolina team was staying uh, at my apartment complex before the game Uh, so last night or two nights ago I saw the entire team and like I realized like wow like this is the first time ever that there's no one on North Carolina that I'm actually like excited to see like is- I don't know
1: one. I don't know one player on North Carolina. Oh. I when does that ever happen?
0: Never. I don't know one. Player. And last year, Cole Anthony. obviously one, anyone could name either. Uh, I mean, Cole Anthony.
1: People. I knew him. Other than that, I couldn't name anybody.
2: But it's the same for all these blue blood schools right now. Like even Duke, and I mean, you look at Kentucky and Kansas. Like there's no one that is going top five in the draft. That's
0: more jalen johnson scenarios where okay you know you may have gotten an injury that could get worse it's not worth playing a damn game and i mean Kyrie did that you know many many years ago and we've seen some players do that but i think that'll be more common as well
1: people are starting to get smarter like a lot of uh the old, old, old school ways of thinking, like it's just starting to go out the window. Like we're becoming more progressive. Like the younger people aren't like, all right, we're not gonna just blindly listen to you because you're old. We're gonna look for the most efficient way of living. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm taught in school. Like I'm an econ major, like efficiency. The first thing they tell you, efficiency leads to a higher standard of living.
2: Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? Like, so I, we. It just, it just sounds ridiculous. Like, I don't even understand how we got to this point of uh, accepting that.
2: It's like also the popularity of basketball has continued to rise. And now it's at the point where it's like, you can't ignore it anymore, where these kids have been playing for free for years and have had that thought in their heads. But now that everyone's saying it out loud, it's like, yo, wait, I've been thinking the same thing.
0: When J.J. Redick is getting a one-year, $27 million deal when he's 34, and that's what Tom Brady makes, you know, in the peak of his career, it's not just basketball's on the rise. Basketball is the better use of your time uh, and, and body than, than a sport like football or, or hockey, you know, if you want to look at the average contracts getting doled out to non-top-four players on the teams.
1: Think, think, think about how ridiculous this is. We're told like we we have let the NCAA develop our conscience. Like, so we take money, like let's say, oh my gosh, he took money.
0: <laughs> you mean God?
1: <laughs> okay, like okay, like
0: change for where like
1: I said, where in the economy do are you good at something and you can't profit off of it? Like, like you'll hear people say, like, man, he took money, like, let's let's give him the death sentence. Like, that's the worst thing you could do. They, like, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Like, it's against the, the, the rules that you guys made so you can funnel all the money to you. Like, they control the amount of meals you can have. Like, you have, like, donor parents, like, you can't even go eat at their house on certain days. Like, what, you don't want us to get fat? Like, what, like, the rules are just so ridiculous, man. Like, it's, like, it's crazy. Like, the conscience that they had everyone develop is stupid. Like, I've I openly spoke out against it. Like, it's just dumb. You know, I wish I, I never got paid, but I wish I did, man. I would have took it.
2: I mean, everyone's going to Duke to play for Coach K. People are going to Q's to play for Behind. But aside from the actual coach, like, what is the reason that, these top schools are getting the best players every single year. Like, I, I feel like there's got to be a, an under-the-table reason for that. Yeah, I mean, how
1: do you even get to the point of, like, we all, let's say all the schools start off at around the same time, same level. It's like big bank wins, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. That's how, like, you'll see a random team, like, just one day, they'll just get this crazy nice player and they, they yeah. win, and that kind of is like a snowball effect, and then you can start recruiting a little more
0: so, John, we were just talking about, you know, betting on the, the NBA and college and, and watching the games. You're over in Hungary. That's a five- or six-hour time difference. So what is your day-to-day like, you know, obviously playing overseas and then keeping, in, 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 you know, up-to-date and, and keeping your bet slip, uh, you know, filled uh, and on the American side?
1: I used to be, like, last year I was really, like, betting every day like there's nothing else to do really and i was actually up a lot this year i kind of slowed down just because i've been moving a lot because i was in turkey and then like i changed teams so i haven't had as much time i've been tired but i have the nba like league pass yeah had to get it i had to get it and i stay like it's bad but i've been staying up super late to watch some of these games like and you have the last leg of your parlay you can't go to sleep
0: <laughs>
1: you can't you, you can't go to sleep man come, come on. on it's, it's like right, three four in the morning and it'll be like third quarter I'm like oh my gosh I'm like, I'm like I just I gotta close, close my iPad life. I'm just like ah, know I can't I can't it's like because I feel like I'm controlling the game with my mind
2: yeah I, know. <laughs> I, sound so like <laughs> I sound like a junkie
1: i sound like a junkie
2: don't we all uh, like i fu- i fully feel like i uh, control the game you know when i'm betting on it like i'm watching every second if i stop rooting for them like they're gonna blow it but like how many times do you lose the last leg of your leg seriously at, at like, let me tell
1: you a, let me tell you a story i will never people laugh when i tell them this and i'm i'm not joking I will never forgive the Oklahoma City Thunder for what they did to me. I was on the last, like <laughs> two teams. Two teams, I will never forgive. <laughs> Ole Miss football, like they they put me to the point where I want to DM some of the players. The Thunder had to win by 13. Holy Why God. I bet on that, I don't know.
2: When was Maybe, it? Maybe, I, I don't
1: remember, was it 13?
2: Was it Russ and KZ? It was like
1: plus 12. It was plus 12 against the oh, team wow. that just kept losing. Might have been the Warriors. I think it was the Warriors. It was last year. Huh. They were up like 30. You know, when you're up 30, you're like, okay, let me not stress myself a lot about this game. I'm going to watch these. <laughs> I'm stressed with one leg on my parlay. I forgot which one it was. They did it last second. I'm like whew. Let me tell you why I won't forgive the thunder. I checked the thunder game. They were up 8. They were up 8. No, no, no. They were up They were up 4 with like 5 minutes left. I'm like, I cannot believe this. I had $2,000 just mm-hmm. in my pocket easy. Like, it was like an eight-teamer. I had all of it. Oh. Listen, this is how sick it was. They got the lead back up to 15.
0: <laughs>
1: and, and they, it was like a few minutes left. And then they they ended up like, they stopped scoring. They won by like eight. Oh. When I tell you, like, I was shaking. <laughs> I was, I could not believe it. Cause I thought like, I wasn't worried about that game at all. I'm like, oh man, the Thunder are doing it. Then this year, Ole Miss was playing. Some, who were they playing? Who, who did they play at the end? It was like a very close game. I might
2: actually know what game you're talking about. Cause I remember. It was a, they
1: were playing a better team, but I'm like, Ole oh, Miss always has like, Crazy talent. They just, for some reason, just suck. Listen what I listen to. What I did, I took. They were the underdog. It was another. I would have won like five (laughs)
0: thousand.
1: This is how sick it was. I was thinking of the things I was gonna buy. I think I wanted to invest. I think I wanted to invest some more in my stock portfolio. Side note: I'm up like sixty percent. So, I'm up like 60%. Everything I touch is gold. Hmm. But um, they act like I accidentally made them like money line. I'm looking at my ticket and I'm like, why are they money line? <laughs> they were losing by like a lot. Like I had them going over for the game, but at some point I'm like for them to win, they had to go over. So I wasn't worried. They took the mm-hmm. lead.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They they were up eight with like five minutes to go and lost.
2: Was it fifty three forty eight against LSU?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was that game. Oh,
0: yeah,
2: it had to been that
0: game. <laughs> I gotta ask, did were, were you into betting or interested in betting when you were playing at all? I, I you know, I, uh, know. Uh,
1: I never I liked it like back then I like to like gamble I always be at like turning stone. Yeah, you know, well, but I I you I don't think you can bet on college basketball in college.
0: Oh, you certainly can't, but like that, you know, <laughs> I don't know if there was something, you know, that was interesting to you even while Oh no, no, no. i
1: never did sports betting until last year. I I did a little bit here and there like after college, but like until I got like a website. I I did, I didn't do it at
2: all. It's crazy because every experience that you're saying you went through is like the exact thing that every single sports better goes through when they're yeah. riding a Like That last leg always fucks you over. Literally. Somehow that last leg is always the one.
0: <laughs> John. Man, you guys
1: put, put me in your gambling groups, guys. I just like saying <laughs> it. Really
0: yes. got I got, John, I got to tell you a story before we wrap this up because I think you'll find it funny. My freshman year <laughs> Bro, my freshman year at Syracuse, which was the year you were there, I believe, 2016, right? 2016,
1: 2017.
0: All right, so my freshman year, bro. Uh, after the after the school year, I submitted my paperwork to the NBA to apply for the NBA draft. And I signed away my amateur status and I signed away my right to play in any amateur tournament for the rest of my life. I gave them my report, like my fucking report. I paid like 50 bucks to Q's to get my report and I mailed it to the office. So technically I'm a undrafted free agent in the NBA. as of <laughs>
1: Why did you do that?
0: Just so I could say that exact sentence. There it is.
1: Hey, you sound – it sounds
0: cool, though. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm – you know, if a team calls, it, paperwork would be less, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look at this guy.
2: That's
0: the line That's I've been
2: waiting fun. to play for, since freshman year.
0: Oh, I've I'm, used it many times. Free agent. Underage free agent. Hey, when the duty calls, I'll be there. Yo, well, John, I'm, so
2: that was uh, all – that shot against Duke your best moment in your basketball career, would you say? Man, that's
1: definitely probably, that's it, probably. But the coolest moment to me, where I was just like, man, this is crazy. Because I couldn't even, like, it's it's hard to enjoy things in the moment. Like, you don't feel, like, let's say you, like, imagine doing that growing up or something like that. You, The feeling you get after, you're almost like numb to it. Like when the shot went in, I was just like, I was like, that went in. I was like, "I," because I didn't want to go to overtime with them. I was like, I really did not want to go to overtime. I was like, whew, thank you, because I was tired. I was like, man, I don't think I can do this anymore, man. Because it was like play after play, doing something, getting fouled, no call. But the coolest moment to me was... Uh after my forty-three point game against NC State, mm-hmm. the next the next game we played Virginia. And it was like they were saying the starting lineups. And they did like this like tribute video for me. Anyway, it, it was all it was packed in there. Not quite Duke, but it was still twenty six to twenty eight thousand. So it was still crazy. And it's showing like my highlights the way they did it it was just so cool like it showed me like winking at the dude at the end and then like once I did that everybody in the crowd started going crazy like I like I never really got happy about like even like the Duke shot. like I never like really but I was like wow that's that's crazy like the the Duke shot after that game like I tried to go somewhere on Marshall Street I couldn't even enjoy it because there was too many dudes coming up to me like bro, good shot, man, like, I, I, I know a lot of people are coming up to you, I'm just like, I can't even, like, enjoy the night, but I understand, though, like, yeah, That's,
0: well, know. it definitely etched you into, like, the immortalized, you know, moments in Syracuse history, which is cool, but, yeah, there were, uh, there, it had to be cool to see that tribute, it's sort of like, you know, getting your flowers, letting, every, letting you know that everyone does appreciate, and you know, has noticed that, so it definitely was probably a cool moment, oh, man, really,
1: that was crazy. Only that problem, was crazy.
0: Only reason there weren't more people in the stands probably because everyone knew our ass was going to get whooped by Virginia.
1: <laughs> we won.
0: Really? That was the that was the year we won.
1: Yeah, we beat them. We
0: uh. How the how fuck did we not make the tournament? Yeah, that was a. Bro, controversial we beat
1: we beat Duke.
0: We beat top yeah. ten.
1: Virginia was top ten. Florida State was top ten. And
2: that I don't know, team, Grayson and Kennard, right? That team was stacked. Tatum. How was it playing against Grayson? Did he try to trip you ever?
1: He hit me in the face on purpose.
2: Really? Is he, does he, yeah. He's like, he, he just, he just one of those
1: players, man. Like, he can't I – don't, I don't care. Like, that's just how he is.
2: Yeah.
1: But he's playing with the edge. Like, I think people, you know, think about that stuff too much. Like, he wants to be physical. Like, that's how he gets you off your game. I mean – it's within the rules he does he doesn't get ejected normally so i mean let him do it man like
0: yeah
1: i got an hand one he like even in my face i got an hand one all right, cool i'll shoot the free throw i'm not gonna miss it
0: so all so. right last question here which of the players on you know the team you know obviously you don't need to we're not criticizing anyone, but which of them most excites you uh, on the team right now when you're watching the games uh, on, for Syracuse? Which player are you just, you know, thinking, wow, like, you know, this this is a guy I would like to play with or a guy that, you know, has got, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of talent?
1: I don't think, I don't want to play with any of them.
0: Yeah. But
1: they're y'all young, man. I let them have their time, man. Uh, I like those kids. I like going back and playing against them. Um, I've always been a big fan of Buddy, yeah. just because like, he was around a lot when I was there. I saw him go from a 16 year old, I remember, Buddy was 16 when I met him. Under recruited. Um, until like that year, he, he just went bananas in the EYBL, I think. People doubting him. I saw him working out with Eric Devendorf almost every single day. And then now he's a thousand point score. So just seeing his rise is pretty cool. Like I, I do I like Buddy a lot. I like that freshman kid Kadari. Like I saw him do one move. I was like, man, that that kid
2: has some pro in his game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He how has some pro. With, how about playing with Tyus and Tyler Lydon? What was that like?
1: It was cool, man. Like they're they're good players. Like you can just when you when you play with good players, you can always depend on them for certain things. There will never be a time where they're not doing those things. So like, they're sure handed, they hit open shots. I mean, they're pros. Like Tyus is doing well in Russia right now. I think he'll make the NBA one day. Tyler okay. Lyon played it. Sorry. Yeah, hey, I talk to Tyus almost every day. <laughs> like we play Call of Duty together. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, me and Tyus talk all the time. That's that's my little brother, man, so.
2: I will play um Hmm? Are you still close with Jim Bayon
1: after playing? I t- I talk to him uh, when I'm back. Like he lets me shoot at his house um, because uh, Mellow Center was closed. So like I would see him there a lot. I mean it's it's all like a family. Like they sent my daughter um, clothes, mm-hmm. like signed stuff, like serious, Like it's it's just like a big family, man. You never really.
0: You never, leave, you, know, you
1: know, get out of the family one, once you're in it. Like, it's just like a normal thing to like talk and converse with everyone.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, John, thanks so much for, for joining us. This was great. Um, I think we got to cover a lot of interesting aspects of, you know, your life and, and just shoot the shit a little with some sports stuff. So thank you for joining us, John. Yeah. Anything you want to say? Thanks for having it
1: was... me. It was fun. It was a great talk. Awesome.
0: Well, thanks so much.